I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And, uh, you know, um, they finally got rid of uh, the marketing executive over at Bud Light. So marketing VPs Daniel Blake and that uh, woke woman that had the rainbow flag and uh, behind her in some of her video presentations, uh, Lissa Heinerscheid are gone, gone, according to text messages from inside sources. First woman marketer for a major beer brand is also first to be fired. Of course, you know, our first black president was supposedly Barack Obama, and he turned out to be, you know, an American-hating fool uh, that's pretty much still in charge of the Biden White House, uh, where Biden is the puppet, and his cabinet is full of Obama disciples. It's amazing what you can do with this indoctrination and how these liberals allow themselves to just believe everything they hear or buy into drinking the Kool-Aid and perpetrating these uh, actions associated with these beliefs that are that you you just know that history is going to look back at this time, twenty years, thirty years from now, just like we do right now when we look back at Hitler, and you ask yourself, didn't you see it coming? I mean, how could you all get into a, a group and raise your hand and say Heil Hitler and, and do all those things? How did you do? How did you get yourself to do that? And we see the same liberals making the same mistakes. And they know they're wrong. They know Nazism was wrong. They know that segregation was wrong and discrimination was wrong. But they keep on making the same mistakes because it's in their DNA. It's in their mind. 
What's interesting about it is like affirmative action and quota-based systems and equity versus equality. They can't learn from a guy like Martin Luther King. Who, if you can't learn from him, who can you learn from? I mean, equality is the holy grail of what is right. The pursuit of happiness, freedom, liberty, and justice are the holy grail of our Constitution. And yet, the liberals, in the name of public safety, they keep throwing that around. They keep chipping away at our ability to have free speech on an open platform like Facebook or Twitter or whoever. And so they censor. And they say everybody should have equality, and yet they invent first-class passenger service and second-class this and first-class that. And it's only in liberal cities where you have the biggest socioeconomic pay gaps and gaps in prosperity. They say walls don't work, but yet every one of their mansions has a wall around it. The hypocrisy knows no bounds. They say that you need to take public transit And you need to live in a 15-minute city, but yet they take private jets and eat steaks when they want you to eat synthetic beef and bugs. And it just goes on and on. These liberals, affirmative action and quota-based systems, and everything is about your melatonin or your sexual identity and your gender. And they want to separate and divide and pick winners and losers. So I turn my uh, computer, my studio computer on, and I have this Bing wallpaper. It's it's a Bing wallpaper. It changes every day. I kind of like it. It, it. Nice, new, pretty images. What can I tell you? And today... The image was a rainbow flag from Iceland, Reykjavik, Iceland. So I flipped it. I turned it. I'm tech savvy enough to to know how to do that. But I'm thinking to myself, then I look down at the weather app. There's a little weather widget on my computer as well. And there it was. It says pollution was the air quality, polluted. (laughs) So... I'm being told that rainbow flags, this is a Marxist flag, and that's, what I, I, that's why I brought it up. It's no longer a gay flag. It's a Marxist liberal agenda uh, uh, fundraising flag. And they've combined all of the different groups. And I, I've even seen somebody break down the trans flag, like the pink and the white and the baby blue and all those different colors represents pedophilia. And I've, I've seen all those like little explanations as to what each stripe means. I know that the red and white stripes, you know, represent the 13 colonies and the stars represent the states on the United States flag. But yet, you know, recently the rainbow flag took center stage on the White House. And the American flag be damned. 
Like I say, I got back from France and I'm like, I never once saw one of those flags because France is a serious country. They're serious. They they are not about this stupid nonsense. And the other thing is, if there was ever a question that this is necessary, that this struggle is existential, that this fight is required or fight is necessary, then why is it not being done in any other country but America? This Black Lives Matter BS. And why do the Democrat, American Democrats, your friends... I have tons of Democrat friends. I have tons of friends who are Democrats, I should say. And I, I sit there and, and I just scratch my head. They think that my support and endorsement of Trump makes me nuts. And I played a clip, I think, yesterday, you know, where this woman just was basically blaming Trump for everything under the sun but couldn't name one thing that he was guilty of, that she would disagree with. I mean, when you break it down and you just, you know, stop making the noise and start using your brain and start thinking about what's what you agree with and what you don't. And Trump is not the one dividing America. It's these liberal policies that are basically taking money out of a tax, hardworking taxpayer, middle-class American... And giving it to some nonsense transgender Marxist agenda where they're violent. Or they're basically, in uh, this one recent case, said, um, oh, New Jersey. Okay, I just read this. It just I saw the headline. New Jersey is basically signing a law that says parents won't shouldn't have the right to be notified of some of these transgender uh, or gender dysphoria treatments. So Bud Light, but I hear also Bud Light, you know, they fired this woman, right? This uh, Wharton grad, Harvard grad uh, woman, marketing exec. It doesn't have half a brain. You know, what has happened to our Ivy League? They've been hijacked by this social discord, right? This this whole agenda. No longer are the Ivy Leagues taken seriously. Harvard, Cornell, you know, Yale, any any of these schools. And so a lot of people are calling on corporate big corporations to to stand down and get get out of politics. Just become politically neutral. And you would think that the world Economic Forum and BlackRock and and uh, all these companies who are starting to feel the pain financially, actually, I, I believe they are. You would think that they would uh, sort of agree that they could still get their agenda done without gaslighting people and trying to indoctrinate people with false messaging. You know, trying like Netflix tries to give you the impression that homosexuality and trans are 20 and 30 and 40% of American population when it's not. We heard Jesse Waters rattle off a bunch of statistics recently, and he said gay people represent 3%. Now, I thought it was 4 or 5. He said 3, according to YouGov. Less than 1% for trans. 
And yet we we are to believe that somehow every community, every building has a flag that suggests. And he even said that um, black population was twelve. I thought it was thirteen or fourteen. And and somehow everywhere you you go, you see this Black Lives Matter, LGBTQAYRZA plus. Uh, in case there's a couple of new ones. And some other stuff, right? Trans. And this flag is just jam-packed with fundraising opportunities for the left. Selling out middle-class Americans. And companies like Ford, that basically became Ford because of middle-class Americans buying their trucks, is now suffering losses like they've never seen before. Because they can't pivot to electric vehicles. And, you know, the funny thing is, and I'm rooting for the, uh, um, I am rooting for non, uh, the alternative to electric vehicles, whatever that is. I mentioned yesterday, I think it was, um, e-fuels and hydrogen vehicles. I think that there's a lot of potential promise the problem with hydrogen vehicles is there's not enough filling stations for hydrogen vehicles. And the problem with e-fuels is it's $40 a gallon. And the process is still in its infancy stage, but yet it it has promise as well, where you can continue to use the car, the combustible engine car, with e-fuels, which are pulling pollution out of the air, cleaning it up, produce, transferring it into... Uh, oil and refining it into gasoline and lo and behold you have you know something like clean gas which again ted cruz made clear when he was talking to an environmentalist as part of the biden cabinet and said do you know the number one reason why it is that america is leading the world in clean energy it's natural gas without natural gas we wouldn't be here Electric is not the solution. And in fact, if every car became electric, the grid would collapse. And not only that, I don't, I don't believe there's enough nickel and copper and, and uh, cobalt to supply that demand. The, the supply chain could never do it. Not the way they're doing it now with these kids mining in the Congo as slaves that the Democrats seem to love. The Democrats love their segregation. They love their all their uh, different divisive and segregated uh, equity programs where they get to pick their own winners and losers. And that's just really a form of redistribution of wealth from people they don't like. We're going to screw you and we're going to give it to the people that like us. And, you know, that old saying, if you borrow from Peter to pay Paul... You can always depend on Paul's support. If you borrow, I got that from Dinesh D'Souza about 10 years ago. If you borrow from Peter to pay Paul, you could always depend on Paul's support. It's a good one. And that's exactly the Democrat philosophy. So the Biden family cover-up in a WhatsApp exchange dated 8 2017 are you sitting down? Hunter Biden tells CEFC associate Gongwen Dong 
a.k.a. Kevin, the Bidens are the best I know at doing exactly what the chairman wants from this partnership. CEFC is a CCP-linked Chinese energy company. And again, I played that clip from uh, Congressman Clyde where he talks about the Biden crime family getting a billion dollars and investing it in Freeport McMorrin, an Arizona-based mining company that then got rights to mine and uh, for electric vehicle product like nickel or cobalt, to mine for cobalt in the Congo. And then they took another Chinese investment and invested in an EV battery manufacturing company based in China called Emperex, E-M-P-E-R-E-X. And so the Bidens then turn around and they basically banned gas, shut down pipelines, which is basically the chief competitor to electric vehicles. If everybody had a choice, they would choose gas-powered cars. It's so much more convenient. They're so much better. But the uh, electric vehicles don't have the range. That they, uh, There's a lot of issues with the electric vehicles. The fill-up time is a half-hour minimal. It's crazy. So... People wouldn't be – so naturally, you know, someone like Elon Musk loves the Paris Agreement, loves TPP. And that's why when Trump got out of the Paris Agreement, it was Elon Musk as one of the first people to actually depart from the business panel that Trump was trying to put together. Because he loves globalism. Because globalism loves the climate ruse, hoax. And – Climate is all about making people, getting people rich by shutting down fossil fuels and basically creating a monopoly for their electric uh, vehicle interests. And they, they have the interest because they were in on the ground floor. They invested in this electric vehicle subsidization by government. So governments are not only giving money to electric vehicle manufacturers to sell their overpriced and underwhelming electric vehicles so that they can compete. You know, it's sort of like a, um, you know, giving someone an unfair playing advantage. So they're basically trying to cripple combustible engines and gasoline and fossil fuels and that kind of energy while propping up through artificial subsidization paid for by you the victim of this whole nonsense so that you have to then buy something you don't want that's inferior and they're going to get rich off of it. You see how that worked? That is just absolutely insane, but that's been going on for a long time. So naturally the Bidens are going to shut down the Keystone. They're going to shut down refineries. They're going to uh, not renew leases. They're not going to make gas affordable. They're going to make gas super expensive, no matter what the cost. And the cost would be inflation. Because when you when you uh, attack energy, you increase the price on distribution, supply chains, all kinds of stuff, trucking, whatever, air travel, the cost of doing business in every single way, shape, and form. And that causes inflation. And it's not healthy inflation. 
It's not just a supply and demand issue. It's not just coming out of COVID. And we know now that COVID was a a bit of a ruse. It was a bioweapon. Uh, the vaccines were never, ever supposed to work. They knew that, that they the vaccines, this is a new report in the last 24 hours, come out. I'm going to play something today. And basically, it's it's they knew all along that these vaccines weren't going to work, but they wanted it was a gateway to the social credit score system mandates where they were going to get everybody into a computer system to see whether or not you were going to be a green light or a red light, whether and to determine whether you could enter a building or uh, leave your home or what have you. So. But the Biden crime family is really, really disgusting. This is just a new leak. In addition to the one where my father is sitting here, Charlie Kirk writes this. Here's a few interesting details that are relevant to the Trump tape. OK, because that's the other thing. Jack Smith is leaking the tape and he leaked this tape. Well, let's go ahead and listen to the tape, actually. That ought to be interesting. We should we should listen to this tape. We haven't heard it yet. Uh, let's see if I can find it. And um, while I'm getting this tape, let's see. Well, I don't have it right handy, but we'll get to it. It's uh, it's pretty good. Um, we're going to listen to the uh, tape. I'm sure everybody's heard it by now, actually. But July 15, 2021, the New Yorker published an article suggesting that it was Millie who stopped Trump from attacking Iran. Like Trump was had Iran deranged syndrome and Trump was going to attack. Well, it turns out that Trump has a document that basically said he was against invading Iran and that it was Milley that wanted it. It was the exact opposite, which is like basically the MO for the Russian hoax, right? You actually collude with Russia to create a hoax you blame it on Trump and Trump doesn't have anything to do with Russia or you say that uh, Russia, Trump is in bed with Putin and yet you're the one that's given Putin everything that he wants the New Yorker published an article suggesting that it was Milley who stopped Trump from attacking Iran this infuriated Trump so then on July 21st six days later 2021, Jack Smith's indictment says the recording happened six days after the New Yorker article was published. Okay. The book, The Chief's Chief, recounts the New York article, New Yorker article, as well as a four page report written by Meadows himself outlining how it was actually Milley who pushed for an attack on Iran with a large ground force. In an interview with Brett Baer, Trump said, of the documents in the recording. I didn't have a document per se. There was nothing to declassify. These were newspaper stories, magazine stories, and articles. The Trump recording involved publishers and writers for Meadows' book. So this was Meadows' book. So it, wouldn't, so it would follow that the documents Trump was referring to were actually the New Yorker article as well as Meadows' report. It wasn't those documents. Why has the DOJ raids and searches not uncovered the classified Iran documents in question? Because they don't exist. And that's just it. That's what we're hearing 
is that these documents don't exist. Here is the tape. Okay. So this was the tape that I haven't played on my show, but a lot of people have played it. It's it's It was old news before it even came out, but here it is. These are bad, sick people. That, but, was, that was your coup, you know, against you. That's well, it started right at the Like when Millie's talking about, oh, you were going to try to do a coup. No, they, they were trying right. to do that before you even were sworn in. That's right, no, trying yeah. to overthrow yeah. your election. Well, with Millie, uh, let me see that. I'll, I'll show you an example. He said that I wanted to attack Iran. Isn't it amazing? I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look. This was him. They presented me this. This is off the record, but they presented me this. This was him. This was the Defense Department and him. Wow. We looked at some. This was him. This wasn't done by me. This was him. <laughs> All sorts of stuff. It's pages long. Look. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let's see here. <laughs> Yeah. I just found, isn't that amazing? This totally wins my case, you know. Mm-hmm. Except it is like highly confidential, yeah. <laughs> secret. This is secret information. Yeah. Look, look at this. You attack and... Hillary would print that out all the time, you know. She'd send it, <laughs> no, she'd send it to yeah. Anthony Weiner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The pervert. Um, by the way, isn't that incredible? Yeah. I was just saying, because we were talking about it. <laughs> And you know, he said he wanted to attack Iran and what? He's in the papers. This was done by the military, given to me. Uh, I but think we can probably. Right? I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to try to figure out a. a yeah. See, as president, I could have de yeah. No, I can't. You know, but this is. Yeah, classic. now we have a problem. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's so yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, it's so. I'm look. We here and I have. A, and you probably almost didn't believe me, but now you believe me. No, it's, I believe it's incredible, right? No, they, hey, bring they some, uh, bring some cokes in. Bring some cokes in. <laughs> he likes his cokes. Well, some of that verbiage does present some trouble, but from what I hear, uh, we played a really great Mark Levin clip, clip yesterday with uh, the uh, AG candidate from Missouri. Um, Scar Scharf, I think his name is, and he cleared it up. He said that they are not going to have a case. A lot of people are saying that Trump needs to, the Trump legal team needs to throw this stuff out. Um, that that it should be, the case should just be thrown out. They should be arguing to throw the case out. And who knows? Maybe maybe that will be the case. Um. Yeah, I was looking for that. Uh, Trump lawyers need to file immediate motion to dismiss entire case. Jack Smith must go to prison for this. Legal expert and author Mark Levin basically was saying uh, that on Monday afternoon, special counsel legally illegally leaked more information from his ongoing investigation of President Donald Trump to the far left media. Smith leaked highly edited audio to CNN. Um, we when we we just heard that. Um, Mark Levin called for the Trump attorneys to immediately file a motion to toss the case, prejudice number one, right, to prosecutorial leaks and misconduct. So Dr. Peter McAuliffe understands. No, let's see. Mark Levin 
So it says here, there must have been several scores of leaks against Trump involving testimony, documents, audio, etc. And they're all obviously coming from government. Trump's lawyers need to file an immediate motion with the long list of... I agree 100%. Um, these documents are out. The case now should be thrown out. Um, they can't have it both ways. They can't try this court in the uh, this political case in the court of public opinion. You know, Jonathan Turley says this. The New York Times just confirmed that Weiss was prevented from, now this is the IRS whistleblower, from bringing charges against Hunter in California and New York. That is in direct contradiction to Garland's prior statements. Garland stated, I don't know how it would be possible for anybody to block him from bringing a prosecution. I'm not sure which is worse. Either Garland was clueless or contemptuous. If he did not know, it is a further indictment of his leadership of the Department of uh, Justice. So Jonathan Turley. Oh, and the whistleblower, by the by, by the way, what what McCarthy said, and we got a hit piece on McCarthy too today. But McCarthy, he said he would go for impeachment of A.G. Merrick Garland if it's if the whistleblower proves to be true. Well, they've already established that that the whistleblower is proving to be true, and uh, so that means that. Impeachment, uh, we're going to know something between now and July 6th. So here's another thing. Uh, CBS uh, came out with a report, and we're going to play that and some other thing. Why was real Donald Trump so upset off of off that Millie in the bombshell audio that CNN just released? For those who don't remember, Millie was leveling the bombshell accusations that Trump was going to attack Iran. So let's take a listen to this. This is uh, an interesting clip. Well, tonight, more shocking revelations about the final days of the Trump administration, including serious talk of a potential attack on Iran and a big intelligence failure within the Secret Service leading up to the Capitol riot. We get more details tonight from CBS's Chris Van Cleve. A new report tonight reveals former President Trump's top general was actively working to stop him from striking Iran in the final days of his presidency. If you do this, you're going to have a expletive war, General Mark Milley would say, according to the article. The same concern held by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who told 60 Minutes she called the chairman of the Joint Chiefs personally. I have sought uh, information from those who are in a position to know that there are protections against this dangerous president initiating any military hostilities or uh, something worse than that. Before General Milley left a January 3rd meeting, the president told him his January 6th rally was going to be a big deal and asked, you're ready for that, right? The New Yorker reports it was the last time the two would speak. Newly revealed Secret Service documents show the agency underestimated the threat on January 6th, repeatedly reporting there is no indication of civil disobedience. The agency had given the go-ahead for Mike Pence to travel to the Capitol on the 6th and later had to rush him off the Senate floor. His protective detail implored the vice president to leave the building, but he refused, according to a new book on the final year of the Trump presidency, telling his lead agent, I'm not getting in the car, Tim. If I get in that vehicle, you guys are taking off. Off, I'm not getting in the car. The book says Pence then called the Pentagon with this order. Get troops here. 
Get them here now. We've got to get the Congress to do its business. You know, the media is so corrupt that that to see that. But here is a new report. That was an old report. That was the way they were spinning it back then. Just in, whistleblower Gary Shapley confirms to CBS News that the Department of Justice stepped in to protect the Biden family, saying Hunter expense prostitutes, sex club membership, and hotel rooms for drug dealers. Let's take a listen to this. This is new. If this was any other person, they likely would have already served their sentence. Gary Shapley was a lead IRS supervisory agent in Operation Sportsman, the investigation into Hunter Biden. Shapley said he uncovered conduct that warranted more serious charges. There were personal expenses that were taken as business expenses. Prostitutes, sex club memberships, hotel rooms for purported drug dealers. How much did Hunter Biden owe in taxes? So from 2014 to 2019, it was $2.2 million. The back taxes were paid off. And last week, the Trump-appointed U.S. attorney in Delaware, David Weiss, reached an agreement with Hunter Biden. The president's son would admit to a firearm charge and plead guilty for his failure to pay taxes. If a judge signs off, the deal means no jail time. Testimony we have just released details a lack of U.S. attorney independence. And Shapley told lawmakers that U.S. attorney Weiss was blocked from bringing stronger charges. But U.S. attorney general Merrick Garland said last week that Weiss was not. I'm saying he was given complete authority to make all decisions on his own. I documented exactly what happened, and it doesn't seem to match what the attorney general or the U.S. attorney are saying today. Shapley provided lawmakers this contemporaneous email he wrote after an October meeting last year. Shapley says Weiss told him the opposite, that Weiss is not the deciding person on whether charges are filed. It was just shocking to me. Shapley, who is still working for the IRS, told us that even before President Biden took office, he was directed to avoid leads involving Hunter's father. There were certain investigative steps that we weren't allowed to take that could have led us to President Biden. And you wanted to take them? We needed to take them. And you weren't allowed to take them? That's correct. It is important to point out that at that point in Shapley's investigation, Donald Trump was still president and his attorney general, William Barr, had rules in place that may have limited what Shapley could pursue. The U.S. attorney's office in Delaware had no comment. As for Hunter Biden, his attorneys did not respond to us. But he said before in a statement that he is taking responsibility for mistakes he made during a period of turmoil in his life. Nora. All right. So uh, Colin Rugg writes a response to what you just heard. He says whistleblower Gary Shapley confirms to CBS News that the Department of Justice stepped in to protect the Biden family, saying Hunter expressed expensed prostitutes, sex club memberships and hotel rooms for drug dealers. If this was any other person, they would likely have already served their sentence. Shapley also said any leads that lead to Joe Biden were immediately blocked. There were certain investigative steps we weren't allowed to take. Okay, so then Ted Cruz weighed in on this particular audio that you just heard. He says, wow, kudos to CBS News for actually reporting the news for a change. A really bad sign for the Biden White House. Where is the rest of the corporate media on this? So, 
CBS is still, I think, a, uh, you know, a corrupt news organization. They, um, as is New York Times, Washington Post, they reluctantly cover these things. I think, if anything, it tells you that this stuff is inevitably coming out and that they're getting ahead of it because they can't stop it. Miranda Devine uh, says this about special counsel Jack Smith. She's the writer over at New York Post. She says, why does special counsel Jack Smith get away with leaking evidence from his Trump probe? Like the CNN audio, shocking that prosecutors can't be trusted to keep a classified document inquiry secret. Is Merrick Garland investigating this egregious violating? And of course he's not. And again, so this is interesting. Uh, It says here, public service announcement to the remaining leftists. Trump as POTUS legally took docs that exposed a wide variety of deep state criminality, including deep state plans to invade Iran and start another war. The MSN mainstream media and the left said Trump was worse than Hitler, was going to start World War III, and yet all he does is prevent and end wars. Meanwhile, the dictatorial Biden regime, your leader, gave hundreds of billions of dollars to in ammo and weaponry to literally Nazi military focus forces in Ukraine and are attempting to drag NATO U.S. directly into kinetic war with Russia and China. And then it says the same corrupt totalitarian regime is trying to arrest Trump, his political adversaries and front runner for president for trying to prevent World War Three, World War Three that your Democrat leaders are trying to start. So leftists, when we tell you that we do not give a crap about what you have to say, we mean it. You people have foregone your right to be taken seriously in any capacity whatsoever, and your leaders are warmongering psychopaths. And when we regain the White House, (laughs) and this is from Clandestine, this is a Twitter uh, influencer, we are going to enact capital punishment on your leaders for the crimes against humanity. Let's hope. And you know that Trump could do it. Since last term, he's already said on record that that's the case. But meanwhile... You know, that doesn't stop the Biden regime from giving another $500 million, a half a billion dollars to Ukraine. Joe Biden's sugar baby, Vladimir Zelensky, just canceled the 2024 elections in Ukraine. No longer do they have elections in Ukraine. Tucker Carlson's latest episode, number seven, just came out and addressed this. That's what they're defending. They're defending democracy, right? No elections. And said he will remain president until the war is over, which is never. That could be 20 years from now. How did the United States respond to this anti-democratic act? Well, by sending him another $500 million, of course. So he just ended elections in Ukraine, and we get this crap. Um, Today, the Biden-Harris administration is announcing a new security assistance package for Ukraine as we continue to stand with the people of Ukraine as they defend themselves from Russia's brutal invasion. This package includes key capabilities that will support Ukraine's counteroffensive operations such as mine clearing equipment, armored vehicles, and artillery rounds. More death and destruction 
it's absurd it's it's insane so clandestine writes this one too it says the reason i've been laser focused on biolabs in ukraine since february 24th 2022 is because the u.s justice system is compromised and this crime provides us an avenue to circumvent the u.s doj via international military tribunal Russia and China claim Obama, Biden, Hillary, and Soros are the top ideologues behind the U.S. biological network in Ukraine and have accused these individuals of crimes against humanity. Russia, China have been trying to enact Articles 5 and 6 of the BWC for over a year now, but the U.S., U.K., France always veto any investigations by the Security Council. But theoretically... If this investigation were to happen and the U.N. Security Council were to confirm Russia's findings, then the top globalist players on Earth would be subject to face an international military tribunal and face the death penalty or life in prison. And that would be able to, you know, you'd be able to get out of the banana republic that is become the United States and get out of the corrupt DOJ and actually have real justice uh, at the uh, military uh, tribunal, International Military Tribunal. This is why uh, Clandestine is obsessed with the biolabs, because he believes this is our most direct and effective route to accountability for the genocidal deep state actors. And most importantly, the prosecution would be coming from outside our borders, from the highest governing body on earth, would require consensus via the militaries of all the world's superpowers. Thus, public media could not claim this is politically motivated by Trump because it's not Trump. It would be the entire world via the UN. That's an interesting take, actually, I have to say. Let's take a listen to this. The second IRS whistleblower, known as Mr. X, comes forward alleging mishandling of the Hunter Biden case. This all but assures an impeachment of A.G. Well, breaking another whistleblower is sounding the alarm in the Hunter Biden tax probe, claiming U.S. Attorney David Weiss was not making decisions and was not really in charge. That validates what we have already heard from Gary Shapley, the whistleblower who has gone public. David Spunt is live at the Justice Department with the latest. David, what do we know about this second whistleblower? Trace, not much. We just know his name is Mr. X. Of course, it's not his real name, but he wants to be anonymous. He told congressional staff last month he became emotional after seeing the way that this probe was handled from the beginning. Mr. X worked under the more publicized whistleblower, Gary Shapley, and a letter released last week, Mr. X says it was clear to him that Trump-appointed U.S. Attorney David Weiss was not running the probe. Quote, he had to follow the normal process. He had to go to Washington, D.C., the U.S. Attorney's Office, them saying no. So he really wasn't in charge. He had to follow the process, end quote. But just three weeks ago, Trace Weiss wrote and signed a letter addressed to House Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan. We obtained a copy. It reads in part, I want to make clear that as the Attorney General has stated, I have been granted ultimate authority over this matter, including responsibility for deciding where, when, and whether to file charges. Now, given the discrepancy between what Weiss allegedly said Said in the meeting and what he wrote in the letter, House Republicans want to hear from him and others in his office under oath. We want to talk to David Weiss, the U.S. attorney. We want to get the answers. And the way you do that is to talk to these attorneys who handled this case. Attorney General Merrick Garland has denied blocking Weiss from investigating. The story continues on Capitol Hill. 
So you get him under oath, and that's where you want him, because if you get him under oath, he has to tell the truth. That wouldn't be insubordinate to his superiors if they get him under oath. So this says, breaking, more than $200 billion in COVID aid dispersed by the Small Business Administration may have been stolen by fraudsters, according to a federal watchdog. This would represent 17% of the $1.2 trillion already dispersed, more than $136 billion from from Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program and $64 billion from the Payback Protection Program loans was potentially stolen, the Inspector General found. That's a real deal right there. Wow. More corruption in the United States government. Who knew? So CBS has confirmed that the Iran document at the center of the Trump tape isn't among the records underlying the DOJ's Trump indictment. This is insane. The indictment references the tapes as if it's the predicate for the entire investigation. The news media want you to think the tape is proof he's guilty, but it's all just a PR spin. So Catherine Herridge says this, former President Trump heard an audio heard an audio recording seeming to show and discuss secret documents at his New Jersey golf club. The Iran memo is says something different. Let's take a listen to Catherine Herridge's report. <laughs> Today, the former president defiant on the campaign trail. We did nothing wrong. This is a whole hoax. After CBS News and other media outlets obtained an audio recording where the former president two years ago allegedly shared with a group at his New Jersey golf club a sensitive Defense Department plan of attack on Iran. It is a highly confidential secret. This is secret information. Look, Look at this. The recent criminal indictment of the former president for the willful retention of national defense information includes a transcript of the conversation allegedly between Trump, a book writer, a publisher, and two staffers. The indictment says none has security clearances. Former senior Justice Department official Tom Dupree. Is it reasonable to believe the special counsel has interviewed those individuals? I think there's a very, very good chance that he has. They were witnesses to the alleged criminal activity. They can help uh, fill in some of the gaps. What documents did the president show? The audio recording appears to contradict Trump's explanation that there was no classified Iran document. We had a lot of papers, a lot of papers stacked up. In fact, you could hear the rustle of the paper and nobody said I did anything wrong. Trump has consistently said he declassified all the records he took from the White House. But in the recording... Yeah. Since president, I could have declassified. Yeah. No, I can't. You know, but this is yeah. I think that the special counsel will be able to use this recording very effectively before a jury because he can argue that they've captured on tape the defendant narrating his own alleged criminal activity. And CBS News has learned that Trump has not been... Yeah, that presents a bit of a problem there, uh, the way that is worded. But Charlie Kirk says this, CBS has confirmed that the Iran document at the center of the Trump tape isn't among the records underlying the DOJ's Trump indictment. So think about that. If it's not there and Jack Smith doesn't have the document then they can't claim that no matter what words came out of Trump's mouth, that a violation was actually committed if the document itself doesn't exist. And they got it on a raid. They probably had this audio 
And that's probably one of the reasons why they went in to get the with, with a raid is to get the document that they thought Trump was alluding to to get him because he was talking on the audio tape with people without classific uh, without clearance. So here's another uh, little tidbit um, here. So House Speaker Kevin McCarthy exposed for taking big donations from Ken Griffith of Citadel. Why is this important? Just gave his uh, Speaker McCarthy just gave his top California GOP donors the green light to host fundraisers for candidates challenging Donald Trump for the 2024 nomination. Exposed by Laura Loomer. Also, Kevin Griffin has been very vocal and has been in the mainstream media saying the GOP needs to move on from Donald Trump. So that's kind of an interesting little thing. Let's take a listen. A step away from uh, Speaker McCarthy and his biggest donor. Uh, But yes, there is direct contradiction of what the FBI and DOJ have said they've put in place for protocol to prevent the next crossfire hurricane that the investigations will be led at the field office. I had two FBI agents with 20-plus years of experience say this is the fastest they've ever seen a case transferred to Maine Justice. Usually the FBI gets meat on the bone, drills into the claims, and then brings it there to prosecute. They had FBI, DOJ Maine Justice, not even the FBI, take the lead on the investigation. So the two agents that interviewed me eventually in February 2022, one of them was the liaison from the FBI to the DOJ. This is Brian Costello, technology executive. Certainly Jordan at Judiciary. uh, Comer has potentially uh, the administration covering up crimes for one of its biggest political donors. Wow. So that's the kind of stuff. And, you know, we know that Mitch McConnell uh, did the same thing. I want to skirt over to um, this uh, little story that popped up. Christine Lagarde from the uh, International Monetary Fund and European um, uh, Eurobank. She says inflation is due to climate change. <laughs> you think? Climate change affects inflation. And inflation is the beast that all central bankers, whether they wear a green jacket or not, want to tame and discipline. Number two, because it affects our balance sheet. Whether it's a three trillion or a seven trillion balance sheet, it is affected by climate change. That's just another way to control corporations with ESG, DEI, and control people in 15-minute cities. It's a hoax, folks. You know, uh, when uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. is opposed by the globalists, when YouTube just pulled another of, he says this, YouTube just pulled another of my videos with former New York Post political reporter. Uh, People made a big deal about Russia supposedly manipulating Internet information to influence a presidential election. Shouldn't we be worried when giant tech corporations do the same? When industry and government are so closely linked, there is a little difference between private and government. Censorship. Suppression of free speech is not suddenly okay when it's... So he's being a victim. He's a classic Democrat, and he's being a victim of this. 
He also has doubled down and said, as president, I will make sure that you your right to use the whole and hold Bitcoin is inviolable. Bitcoin is not only a bulwark against totalitarianism and the manipulation of the money supply, it points the way toward a future in which government institutions are more transparent and more democratic. Trump was up in uh, New Hampshire yesterday like a rock star. He was greeted uh, as a just a super guy. And this is something he had to say while he was up there. Let's take a listen. Somebody said, you know, for a guy that got 80 million votes, he didn't get 80 million votes. For a guy that got 80 million votes, you know, when they see, like today, I saw the hats, I saw the this, I saw everything. I see scars, Trump, Trump, win, win, you won, a hundred different things. Uh, and he said, guy got 80 million votes. Nobody's ever seen a hat saying Biden. <laughs> It's true, right? I mean, you know, that stuff doesn't lie. What is all that about? And uh, so it's kind of interesting. Someone else said, the more we learn about 2020 election, the more undeniable it becomes that Biden owes his victory to blatant political corruption. And an IRS probe into the Biden's money laundering payments from hostile nations, the normal outcome of which would have ended his candidacy, was instead given a stand-down order. The FBI and IRS wanted to search Biden's house in September 2020, but were given a stand-down order. The FBI authenticated Hunter's laptop a year before the New York Post first reported on its contents. Rather than use the laptop's documentation of myriad felonies to initiate criminal investigations the FBI hatched a plot to warn social media companies of an imminent hack and leak by Russians right this was just amazing fraud and abuse by our government and nobody is doing anything about it I got one more thing Ron Paul said if we stuck to the Constitution as written, we would have no federal meddling in our schools, no Federal Reserve, no U.S. membership in the U.N., no gun control, and no foreign aid. We would have no welfare for big corporations or the poor, no American troops in 100 foreign countries, no NAFTA, GATT, or Fast Track, no arrogant federal judges usurping state rights, no attacks on private property or income tax. We could get rid of the most most of the agencies and most of the budget. The government would be small, frugal, and limited. Well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. Be sure to check out magapack.org. Make a donation if you can. Use Red State over at mypillow.com as your promo code. We'll see you next time. Grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.